Welcome to a new episode of the Consistent Performance Podcast. Being successful as an agency owner or online entrepreneur is not just about accumulating more and more information, but it's about better implementation and execution. Because when you're able to be truly consistent with the right habits and actions, both in your business as well as your life in general, that's when the magic happens. That's why on this podcast, we give you the right strategies and frameworks for you to be able to achieve consistent energy and consistent performance so that you're able to grow your business the most efficient and effective way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health, or burning out along the way. I'm your host, Killian Markert. Let's get started. And welcome to another episode of the Consistent Performance Podcast. Today, it's about the top six fixes that you need to implement to master your daily performance so you can grow and scale your agency or business and do so without burning yourself out along the way or without sacrificing other areas that don't have any time for anything else. So what do you need to do? There's a lot of things that people think is common sense, but why is not everybody crushing it? Because it's not common practice, right? So those two, six fixes, are the ones that have the highest priority for you to make sure that you're performing at the highest level and reach consistent performance every day. Okay. First one is your sleep. If your sleep is not on track, you will make worse decisions every day. Mentally, you're not on track. Your meetings will be worse. Your sales calls will be worse. You will not be executing efficiently on the most important tasks. And the other thing is also that you're simply not going to be a good inspiration for your team either right? You're expecting things from them, expecting things from people who work with you. And if you don't show up as a good inspiration, it's not going to help. So how do you fix your sleep? Most important thing, consistent bedtime. If you go to bed at nine on 10 on one day and then on four on the other day, and you have these weird fluctuations, it's going to make it very bad for your hormones. And therefore it's going to make it very difficult for you to have a very good, very good sleep quality, basically. And the quantity is very important as well but also the quality itself, okay? You need to hit, hit both. Of course, the, mo the most important thing is you have to make sure that you find this bedtime that works for you, right? It's not, there's not one size fits all. People have different rhythms. However, it's important that long-term you don't sleep less than like seven hours long-term, my opinion, because there's studies who show that measurably your performance declines under seven hours long-term, okay? So get those seven and a half, even more hours in and find a time that works for you and hit that consistently. How can you hit it consistently? Well, by having a bedtime routine, and that's something that should help you to wind down before you go to bed. And then you have what I call the shutdown time, which makes sure that you put your phone away, you wind down from work, and you're actually able to sleep deeply and properly. Okay, there's a few fixes we can implement here as well. Dinner time, very important that it's not too late. The other thing is also the intake of fluids. If you drink too late, you will be waking up too often. And then also your deep sleep will be compromised as well. Okay. So fix number two is that wind down ritual, that wind down routine. And here it's really important that you block out your apps. If you don't block them out, you'll be hanging on your phone and, and watching stuff for the whole time or watching Netflix and so on. And your bedtime gets later again because it's very addictive. And then you're missing out on sleep again. Okay. And what you can do instead is like things that are relaxing, like taking a hot shower, a warm bath, or also doing things that are relaxing to you, like journaling, reading a cool book that you're interested in, or just some yoga, some meditation, these types of things. Usually screens you want to avoid. 
just because of the fact they're mentally stimulating. Usually what you're watching is usually stimulating. And the other thing is, of course, the chance that you're working again. And the third thing is the light. Okay, that's why screens are a bit problematic. If you, for example, uh, know you're going to put on a chimney fire on the screen, you know, and it relaxes you, that, of course, is a different story. But most people don't do this. Okay, and so that's the, the second one. Another little hack here, try foam rolling, relaxing your muscles like a foam roller, a lacrosse ball or a massage gun can be super nice in the evening to wind down a little bit. The third fix for your performance then is you need to start your mornings in a proactive instead of a reactive mode. What does that mean? Well, most people then, when they don't set up the evenings properly, the mornings start directly with the phone, start directly either social media, emails, or other distractions. And then you directly in this, oh, this reactive mode, uh, putting out fires here and there, searching stuff, replying to people. And then the stuff that you want to get done that long-term grows your business which is, you know, creating SOPs, hiring someone else and other uh, strategy things that are important, but not necessarily urgent, you postpone them because you don't get to them because they're distracted in the morning. And that's an issue. On the other hand, of course, the stress accumulates if you're always directly in distracted mode. And that's also not good for your well-being long term. OK, so that's why in the morning I always recommend no screens for the, at least the first few hours in the morning. Of course, if you check your uh, yoga app in the morning and everything else is blocked out, that is possible, right? You're theoretically using the screen, but you're not engaging with it that much, right? You're basically, when you use app blockers and so on, you can do this. That's totally possible. But the goal is, of course, not to use it for um, checking messages and these types of things. So then that's why it's important to have a proper setup of app blockers and airplane mode on these types of things. There's different ways where you can program this even to make it easier for you. And then also removing notifications for these types of day, basically for this part of the day in the morning. And then instead, what you should do, have a morning routine. It's not what you read in these books, this five hour thing, you know, which is all over the place, but it's something which should protect your focus in the morning. So you are using your focus to take some time for yourself, which generally means hydration. It generally means getting fresh air, moving, and also using your thoughts and using them for something productively. Creating instead of consuming. Some people, they like to journal, write down ideas for the business. Other people, they like to write some content even, and they're super creative in the first 10 minutes when they wake up, that they have some cool ideas, you know, or even the first hour. And this can be super powerful. Even if you don't want to write anything down, just make sure you protect your focus, get ready for the morning, and you can do things like cold showers and so on, if combination of taking a walk, getting light in, and then also a lot of hydration and movement. That is super powerful to get you started. You don't even need a coffee for this. You should wait for the coffee anyway, the first uh, 90 to 120 minutes, otherwise it's overkill directly in the morning. Then basically when you do this, what you should do then is transition in your one thing, which ideally is what I've described, this important but not urgent thing that you get done first and then you jump into the fires, okay? And so you should keep that focused, unblocked mode as long as possible. That, of course, requires that the team knows what they're doing if you have team members and that things are clear for them, communication is already handled. So then you can also, you know, when you have like an emergency channel, a phone number or something, if something happens, they can call you or, you know, you set up another channel so you're not distracted, that can work as well. So this uh, fix number four is then, that you work from your calendar and you follow a very nicely structured day. 
The problem is that most people's calendars are all over the place or they don't really protect their focus, their agenda. And then again, if you don't know plan what you're going to do during the day, you're going to just jump around. You have no plan. And then it's more, it's easier to get distracted. Some people say, oh, I want to be free. I don't want to schedule stuff in there so much. That's fair enough. But if you have, don't have any type of plan, what you're going to do, chances are you'll become part of someone else's plan. And that is, you know, you want to avoid that in case you're just being used for distractions, basically, if you're just wasting your time on social media and don't do anything that really moves the needle forward. Okay. So that's why you want to have these time blocks in your calendar. So your ideal days are mapped out in there. Then very important, you want to have an end of work cutoff that at least should be several hours uh, before sleep, best case before dinner, right? And reminder alarms can help there. And also what I call an end of work ritual where you can plan tomorrow today, review the day and then end your work day. And then it's much easier in the evening to be chill and let off the work basically because you planned your day already, reviewed it and the next day is already uh, planned out. And then you can just let go of this. That's super powerful as well. The fifth one is the nutrition. If you, for example, in, at lunchtime, right, or even in the morning, eat crappy food, then chances are your blood sugar uh, is going to spike and you will be less focused than you could be in the mornings. Blood sugar spiking means that you will lose focus after this. You will feel groggy. You will feel tired. You will feel like you want to take a nap and you will not get, get work done. That's why important that you eat the right types of food, usually not refined sugary stuff, and also usually stuff that's higher in healthy fats, higher in proteins, and not so high in refined carbs. Like for example, typical things would be bakery foods or you know things like breads and these types of things. Lots of them, they would spike your blood sugar and lots of people, they would feel too full by this, okay? Someone says, be great if you write a book covering all of this. <laughs> yes, I'll think about this. Until then, check out all the podcast episodes. There are all the chapters in there or check in our Facebook groups, the guide section where we have more of these uh, points. Appreciate you being on board, by the way. It's awesome. Apart from this, make sure that you try intermittent fasting. If you haven't done so yet, that can help you with focus in the morning as well. You get more work done. Don't think so much about food. And the other thing is, of course, depends a little bit if you want to gain weight or not. If you want to gain weight, it might be helpful to have a breakfast to get more calories in. But apart from this, the biggest thing is get your veggies in regularly. Don't just drink, you know, powder food or these types of things. Real veggies with real uh, fiber and real chewing and these types of things, that's powerful. So get that in regularly. There's meal services. There's also meal prep you can do when you have a proper plan. That's all no problem. Okay. And last but not least, it's movement and exercise. So most of us, if we either work from home or from an office, we don't walk, walk so much and moving is also not so much. So you want to have those two things. You want to have movement and exercise, different things. Exercise I define as, you know, doing some type of sport or some of type of workout, for example, in the gym, you go to the gym and then a few times per week, three, four times, for example, you're doing heavier exercise. That's strength training, weightlifting, or some other highly, highly demanding sport, right? Can also be boxing, MMA, or these types of things. If that's your thing, that's also possible, but you should definitely um, be exerting yourself quite a bit, a few times per week, definitely. And then on the other hand, you want to have movement and movement for me refers to low key movement. And that's 
on the one hand, your step count, for example, during the day, and on the other hand, this type of easier movements, for example, 10 minutes yoga in the morning, 10 minutes yoga after lunch, right? Easy evening rollout with a foam roller or stretching, these type of things, just moving more throughout the day or being at a standing desk and then just moving around a little bit as well. And then taking walks in the morning is super powerful and after lunch, because that way you're easily getting your step count in. And why is this so important? Because if you walk enough, your focus is higher. How come when you walk after lunch, what happens is your blood sugar is stabilizing and you will have higher focus. So for example, draining in the afternoon can also help. Then you have actually higher focus again when you come back and you want to start your afternoon. Okay. In the morning, it's powerful because getting that sunlight in, even if it's not very sunny, but still it's brighter outside than inside. This is also super powerful, helping you with waking up, resetting your circadian rhythm and making sure the next day's sleep will also be great. All right. These are the six important fixes. And I have a question here. Do you have videos on morning evening routines plus utilizing your calendar effectively time blocking? Where can we find them? Yes. All of this in our guides section of the Facebook group, the high performing agency owners. So go in there, go to the guide section, go to the free training section, go down there and there should be trainings on this. If something is missing, just let me know what, what you feel like is missing, what question you have on what's missing, and I can help you out with this. All right. So check out the Facebook group, also our podcast where these episodes are appearing and check out those things as well as we talk about this. If you have any questions on this, hit me up on Facebook or go to the website killianmarker.com. And then if you want to learn more about how we'll be able to help, you can book your free discovery session there as well. All right, guys, hope that helps. And then I'm going to leave you here and see you on our next episode. Have a good one, everybody. Did you like this episode and want to learn more? Check out the show notes. In there, you'll find all the links and resources from this episode. But remember, only listening to the podcast will not change much unless you start implementing and executing on what you have learned consistently. Would you like to know if we might be able to help you take your performance to the next level? Then go to trillionmarket.com and apply for your free consultation call. On this call, we'll help you come up with a performance game plan to level up your daily productivity and energy and grow your business the most efficient way possible without sacrificing yourself, your health or burning out along the way. Head over to trillionmarket.com and apply for your call now.